Warning, the following podcast is not suitable for all audiences. We go into great detail with every case that we cover and do our best to bring viewers even deeper into the stories by utilizing disturbing audio and sound effects. Trigger warnings from the stories we cover may include violence, rape, murder, and offenses against children. This podcast is not for everyone. You have been warned. If you haven't already noticed, Colin and I have pretty morbid interests. Colin is also a full-time ghost hunter, so anytime we walk into a building, we want to know if anyone has died in it. And if so, what's their story? So naturally, when we moved into our apartment here in Houston, I ran to Google to see if I could find any deaths that occurred in our building, and I couldn't find anything here. But I did find a crazy story about an apartment a few minutes away from us. It involves a 27-year-old man and a mental health crisis, a stolen car, and a stabbing spree. So this is the story of Ronnie Dwayne Caesar Jr. at the Hanover Autry Park Apartments in Houston, Texas. I'm Courtney Brown, And I'm Colin Brown, And you're listening to Murder in America. Our story takes place in the Houston, Texas neighborhood of Montrose. Montrose is a very diverse neighborhood known for its eclectic energy, good restaurants, vintage stores, and gay bars. It's a very unique part of town, and over the years, many Houstonians have been proud to call it home. In 2022, Montrose had a new luxury high-rise being built called Hanover Autry Park, and many people were excited to live there. The apartment's website says, Rising 24 stories above the Houston skyline is the new Hanover Autry Park, featuring 324 well-appointed apartment homes, strategically located in Houston's newest urban village along Buffalo Bayou. Autry Park, and just steps to world-class dining, shopping, and entertainment, our residents can explore the city's newest luxury destination with ease. Hanover Autry Park residences feature chef-styled kitchens, spa-like bathrooms, oversized walk-in closets, and living spaces of generous proportion. The shared spaces at Hanover Autry Park are even more impressive. From the expansive rooftop resort pool to outdoor dining on the roof lawn, or lounging in the richly appointed clubhouse, state-of-the-art fitness center, on-property park, and so much more, Hanover Autry Park brings a sense of transcendent sophistication to everyday delights. Hanover is unique for their exceptional resort-like amenities, unprecedented finishes, and a loyal staff committed to making life easy. 
Come experience the difference that only Hanover can provide. Reserve your new home today. As the complex was being built, many people around Houston were excited to move here. You see, the complex is just a few minutes away from downtown, and it's located along Buffalo Bayou, which is a body of water that flows right through the heart of Houston. Then right next to that is Memorial Park, which is one of the largest urban parks in the United States. Every day, there are hundreds of people walking their dogs, enjoying picnics, and riding their bikes. It really is a beautiful part of town and the perfect place to live. At least that's what the residents thought before April of 2022. In early spring that year, Hanover Autry Park was still in the process of being built, but people still lived there, even though it was under construction. In fact, at the time, the building had a 30% occupancy rate. But before the construction of the luxury high-rise was completed, darkness would descend upon Buffalo Bayou and leave a sinister stain upon the area. This event would shock the residents and shatter their sense of security, which brings us to the early hours of Tuesday, April 5th, 2022. That morning, 67-year-old Carl Hayes was working the night shift at the Hanover Autry apartment. He worked as their construction foreman, which basically means he was responsible for supervising the construction site, a job that he had had for about eight years. And according to everyone that knew him, he absolutely loved his job. Now, Carl's wife, Onita Hayes, wasn't a huge fan of her husband working late at night. Houston isn't the safest city in the world, especially when night falls. And Carl had even complained to her in the past that there was a lack of security in the area. Onita admitted, he would come home and tell me how cars and vehicles had been broken in throughout the day. I would always tell him, they need security over there. But he reassured his wife that everything was fine. They had just installed multiple cameras in the area, and in the eight years he had been on the job, nothing had ever happened to him. However, Anita wasn't convinced and often told her husband, the cameras are not going to get it. So just to keep her mind at ease, Carl would send his wife a good morning text at 4am every time he worked the night shift. It was like clockwork. Every morning, Onita would open her eyes, check her phone, and she would know that her husband was safe. However, on April 5th, 2022, Onita woke up with no text from her husband, and she immediately knew that something was wrong. Unbeknownst to her, 67-year-old Carl Hayes had crossed paths with a 27-year-old man named Ronnie Dwayne Caesar Jr. Ronnie Dwayne Caesar Jr. was born on March 16, 1995 in Beaumont, Texas. Now, there is very little coverage on this case, so unfortunately, we know nothing about his childhood and upbringing. But we do know that in early 2022, his mental health had taken a turn for the worse. And on the night of April 4, 2022, he left his residence and headed for the bus station in Beaumont without mentioning to his family where he was going. And to this day, we have no idea why he left for Houston. It's possible he just randomly loaded on a bus and left town. But the bus driver would later say that when Ronnie boarded the bus, something seemed off. He even picked up a discarded face mask that was on the floor and put it over his nose and mouth. Now, by then, COVID had settled down a bit and face masks were no longer mandatory on public transportation. 
so he didn't have to wear one that day. After seeing him pick up the dirty and used face mask, the bus driver told Ronnie not to do that because it wasn't sanitary, but he ignored her and put it over his face anyway. And from there, they made the hour and 20 minute drive to Houston. By the time the bus pulled up, it was late at night. And after arriving, Ronnie hopped off the bus and made his way on foot towards the Hanover Autry apartment complex on Buffalo Bayou Drive. Again, we don't know why he went there. It seemed as if it was just along the way. As Ronnie walked closer to the luxury apartment, it was a little after 3 a.m., so it was dark and the streets were quiet. But off in the distance, Ronnie saw 67-year-old Carl Hayes sitting in his gray work truck. And from there, he pulls out a butcher knife and starts walking towards him. Ronnie was dressed in all black, so Carl never even saw him coming. And the next thing he knows, the door to his truck flies open and a young man begins stabbing him. Carl was blindsided. And even though he was severely injured, he jumps out of the truck and begins running away from his attacker. Dazed and confused, Carl looks around and he decides that the safest place to go is inside the Hanover apartment's lobby. Because it's a luxury apartment, there's a 24-hour concierge, so surely they will be able to help him. But as Carl runs towards the building, 27-year-old Ronnie Caesar hops into Carl's truck and floors it. Carl could hear the vehicle accelerating behind him, and he does his best to get away, but there was nothing he could do. Right before he steps inside of the building, Ronnie drives through the glass doors of the apartment, trapping the 67-year-old's body underneath the vehicle. Within seconds, the quiet lobby was in chaos. There was glass everywhere, and a truck had just driven right through the front doors. Now, the concierge that was working that night was actually a teenager. And initially, I'm sure he was concerned about the driver. It's not uncommon for an elderly person or someone under the influence to accidentally hit the gas instead of the brake and drive through a building. Surely that's what happened here. But they were about to learn that this was no accident and the man behind the wheel was ready for bloodshed. After seeing the truck crash into the lobby, the teenage concierge working the front desk immediately called his dad, who was the manager of the building. His dad was actually upstairs, so he quickly made his way down as the teenager approached the truck to check on the driver. But soon enough, his concern would turn into pure fear. Out of nowhere, Ronnie Caesar jumped out of the vehicle and ran after the boy, wielding the butcher knife. Fortunately, the concierge ran towards the back offices and was able to lock himself inside before Ronnie could get to him. But he wasn't finished just yet. Wanting to kill every person in his path, Ronnie got back into the truck, put it in reverse, and then floored the vehicle towards the offices where the concierge was hiding. Luckily, the young man was not injured. Now, as Ronnie drove the vehicle into the back offices, the teenager's father finally made it downstairs. The 51-year-old building manager was shocked to see the carnage in the building, but he also had no idea that the driver of the vehicle was dangerous. However, as he turned the corner, 
he could see the man holding a knife and he was trying to get into the offices to attack his son. So from here, the manager runs towards Ronnie and over the next few moments, a struggle ensues. Unfortunately, Ronnie was able to stab the manager in the back multiple times and he was in rough shape. But it's here where Ronnie decides to leave the scene. He quickly hopped back into the truck and attempted to reverse it out of the building, but it was stuck. And sadly, this entire time, 67-year-old Carl Hayes' body is still trapped underneath it. After realizing the truck was stuck, Ronnie decided to leave on foot, but luckily the police were nearby. Minutes earlier, they had received a call about an armed man near the Hanover Autry apartment complex. And as they pulled up, two police officers found the gray pickup truck wrecked through the lobby entrance of the apartment complex. They also saw the injured building manager on the floor and the lifeless body of Carl Hayes pinned beneath the truck. From there, the officers were told that the suspect had fled on foot and not far away from the building, they spotted him casually strolling away. Here's the audio from Officer Medina's body cam footage. Hey, Alagna, I got somebody coming, walking over here, black jacket, black pants, right here, right here, Alag. This way to your right. Hey, uh, hey, get cover, get cover right here. Drop the knife! Drop the knife! You got one at gunpoint, one at gunpoint. Giving commands. Hey, y'all get back. Y'all get back. Put it down, dude. I got you. Drop the knife. Drop the knife. Put it down. Back up, guys. Back up, guys. Back up. As soon as Ronnie heard the police officers behind him, he turned around and started heading in their direction. It was obvious that he had a butcher knife in his hand, and the two officers repeatedly told him to drop the knife, but Ronnie ignored their requests. Drop the knife! Come on, come up, come up, come up. Drop the knife! Put it down, dude! Fall back, fall back. Line up, line up, line up. Drop the knife! Drop the knife! Put it down! Back up, guys, back up, guys. Back it up, back it up. Drop the knife! Drop the knife! Put it down! Come on, come on. Hey, put it down, put it on the ground! Drop the knife! Officer Trevino's body cam footage shows Ronnie quickly approaching the officers. And despite their pleas for him to drop the weapon, Ronnie refuses. At one point, he raised the knife in the air and started running towards the Houston police officers in a threatening manner. So from there, they were left with no choice but to shoot him. Drop the knife! Put it down! Drop the knife! Drop it! Drop the knife! Put it down! Drop the knife! Drop it! Before Ronnie was able to hurt anyone else, he was shot down. He ended up falling right in front of a police cruiser. After being shot, he attempted to stand back up before falling down on the ground again 
and rolling over on his back. Although he was wounded by the gunfire, Ronnie was still moving around. So the police ordered him to, quote, roll away from the knife, end quote. Initially, Ronnie listened to their orders, but somehow, even after being shot multiple times, he was able to stand back up. Video footage shows him get up and stumble over to a nearby sidewalk. Luckily, the knife was no longer near him, so the cops put away their guns and grabbed their tasers. Multiple responding officers provided their body camera footage during the three-minute interaction with Ronnie. And after he was detained, they could now focus their attention on the victims. Officer Alagna quickly directed the Houston Fire Department towards the crime scene, where Carl Hayes was still under the pickup truck, and the building's manager was lying on the ground with multiple stab wounds. And as they tended to the victims, Officer Alagna went back to the suspect, who was still struggling against the officers. 1840, suspect going into custody. Let me get HFD to roll up. I got one on the ground. Uh, unresponsive, bleeding, suspect's been shot, he's been tased, and he's getting cussed now. Yo! Up, 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 up! Yeah, check him out. Alright, hey, we got one down here, unresponsive, sorry, one down here, unresponsive, bleeding, he's likely he's been shot. Don't fucking move, dude. Quit moving. Stop moving. Is he hit? I can't see. Stop moving, dude. Hey, we need more people. We need more people. He's fighting. Stop fucking moving, dude. Yeah, they're on the way. I need at least one of y'all over here. Moving! All right, suspect shot and still fighting. HFD's here. Thank you. Unfortunately, by the time officers made it to the scene, 67-year-old Carl Hayes had succumbed to his injuries. After being stabbed and run over multiple times, his body had gone through so much trauma, there was nothing they could do. As for the building manager, he was transferred to the hospital to undergo surgery for his multiple stab wounds. And luckily he would make a full recovery. 
At the end of it all, Ronnie Dwayne Caesar Jr., the suspect, had been shot twice in the abdomen by police officers. And from there, he was taken to Memorial Hermann Hospital to be treated for his injuries. He was also charged with capital murder, two counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, and aggravated assault against a peace officer. Breaking news this morning, a man shot by a Houston police officer. Yeah, this happened at an apartment complex on Buffalo Park Drive near Shepherd and Allen Parkway. Details are still coming into our newsroom. Igochi Aloka is live at the scene this morning. Igochi, what do you know right now? Dave and Cheryl, this story is still developing so many twisted elements to this. We know, according to officials, that one suspect was shot by police right after he stabbed someone here. On top of that, police found a dead body under this white truck you see behind me right over there. Now, an HPD lieutenant on scene set off camera that a truck crashed into a multi-purpose building at Buffalo Park and Autry Park just a few hours ago. Officers say a teenage boy working the front desk for his dad, who's the manager, walked toward the driver and was charged at with a knife. Now, police tell us dad comes to help teen and gets stabbed by the driver. Officers show up around 3.30 a.m. and were told gave the stabbing suspect verbal commands to put his weapon down. He starts to charge at the officers with his knife, too. Police say that's when they shoot him. The stabbing suspect and dad stabbed were both taken to the hospital. That's according to HPD. Now, as for that third party that uh, police say found dead here on site. They believe that he was possibly ran over by that white truck. However, the medical examiner will determine if that's the case or not. Cheryl, a lot of details unfolding there this morning. Thank you so much. Go to Loka live for us in West Houston on breaking news. As the sun began to rise over Houston, Texas, Carl Hayes's wife, Anita, checked her phone just like she did every morning. And when she looked, her heart immediately drops because she never got a good morning text from Carl, the text that she always got when he worked the night shift. Anita said that immediately she knew in her gut that something was wrong. And shortly after, she would get confirmation when Carl's boss called her with the horrible news that he had been in an accident. Anita would later say, quote, I immediately broke down. I said, don't do me like this. I don't want to hear that, end quote. Now, sadly, at first, Anita was told that Carl was being taken to Memorial Hermann to be treated for his injuries. She was even instructed to go to the hospital and wait for further news. However, she said that she waited and waited at the hospital but her husband never came in. It's suspected that she was accidentally given the information of the attacker's condition rather than Carl's. She later told ABC 13, quote, the whole time, my husband was back there at the crime scene dead, end quote. Carl was described as a beloved husband, father, and brother, and he absolutely loved his family. In fact, every morning after working the long night shifts, Carl would come home at around 7.30 a.m., and instead of going straight to bed like he probably wanted to, he would immediately take his stepson to school. His wife stated, He was one of the best guys you ever wanted to meet. He helped anybody, any day, any time of the night. 
are learning more about the man here who was carjacked and then run over and killed with his own truck. He's 67 year old Carl Hayes. Police tell us that suspect also rammed that stolen truck into an apartment complex in River Oaks, where he then attacked a manager, stabbing him in the back. That manager survived, according to officials. This chaotic scene all unfolding overnight at the Hanover Autry Park apartment complex on Buffalo Park Drive. That's where ABC 13's Brooke Taylor spoke with Hayes's wife today, and she now joins us with the very latest. Brooke. Chauncey, the wife of Carl Hayes tells me he did not have a dangerous job, so she never imagined her husband would die this way. He oversaw the construction here, worked as an employee with the Hanover apartments for eight years. Each morning, he would come home around 7.30 to take his stepson to school, but this morning, he never showed up. I am in so much pain right now. Every morning, like clockwork, <sighs> Onita Hayes gets a text from her husband saying good morning. Every morning, he will not miss a beat. Four o'clock on the dot. She says her husband, Carl Hayes, works the overnight shift at the Hanover Autry Park Apartments, where he oversees construction. When she didn't get that text, she knew something was wrong. Houston police say a man carjacked his gray pickup truck early this morning. Hayes walked towards the apartment building when police say the suspect ran over and killed him with his own truck. This crime getting out of hand. They got to do something with these people. They're killing innocent people. Onita says her husband was 67 years old and loved his job. He was one of the best guys she ever wanted to meet. She says he did have concerns with the lack of security, though. He would come home and tell me how cars and vehicles are being broke in throughout the day. I always tell him they need security over there. Police have not officially identified Hayes as they wait for the medical examiner. Onita only knew about the tragedy from her husband's boss. At first, she was told he was at the hospital. Because I'm driving way to the hospital, waiting on ambulance to bring him in. He wasn't there. Police say after the carjacking, the building's concierge ran into the office taking cover. The suspect drove the truck through the office. Police say he then stabbed a building manager who will be okay. The suspect on the ground surrounded by officers after police shot him twice for not listening to commands. Unsure of where her husband's body even is right now, still waiting on police, Onita and her family desperately want closure. I need to know what happened. I need to know where his body, I don't know. And I did reach out to the Hanover Apartments to find out their overnight security situation and whether this is going to change anything. At this hour, we haven't heard back. Live in River Oaks, I'm Brooke Taylor, ABC 13 Eyewitness News. On April 8th, Carl Hayes' loved ones created a GoFundMe page to raise money for his wife, Onita, as she was forced to bury her husband after a senseless crime. It read, On Tuesday, April 5th, 2022, the Hanover family lost a very loving, positive force and invaluable employee, Carl Hayes, in a tragic, senseless incident at Hanover Autry Park. Carl touched many with his positive attitude, sense of humor, kind heart, and one-of-a-kind smile. He'll be remembered by his Hanover family for his work ethic, dedication, unwavering loyalty to his teammates, and sense of pride for his job. We have set up this GoFundMe account to raise money to honor his life and provide financial assistance to Carl's wife, Onita. 
Our hope is to provide support so Anita can keep the home they purchased together, which Carl was extremely proud of. Ultimately, the page raised $50,000, $20,000 over the goal of $30,000 for Anita Hayes. Houston Police Chief Troy Finner would later describe the crime as a senseless incident and added, I don't know what the motivation is, if you can even describe it, what would motivate somebody to do this? But the stronger message is this is a good complex just like many other complexes in our city. And we're going to continue to build in the city and we're going to continue to hang together and get through tough times. Meanwhile, Ronnie Dwayne Caesar Jr. would remain at the hospital due to his gunshot wounds, while the two police officers, Officer D. Alagna and M. Medina, who opened fire during the incident, were placed on administrative leave as internal affairs conducted a thorough investigation to determine if the officers were right to use deadly force. Now, both of the officers involved in this shooting were relatively new to the Houston Police Department. In fact, Officer Alagna was sworn in as a police officer in March of 2017, and Officer Medina was sworn in in December of 2019. And from my understanding, putting them on leave was just protocol until they got to the bottom of what happened that day. Interestingly enough, in 2021, the year prior to this incident, Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner had stated that all body camera footage involving an officer-involved shooting would be released to the public after 30 days in an effort to balance power dynamics between the Houston Police Department and Houstonians by releasing body-worn camera footage of critical incidents in a consistent and timely manner. In addition to releasing body cam footage after 30 days, the city of Houston also introduced a website for residents to easily obtain information and data that involved the police department, including filing a complaint, as well as expanding partnerships with mental health professionals to lighten the load on officers when responding to vulnerable populations such as those experiencing a mental behavioral health crisis, domestic violence, human trafficking, homelessness, substance abuse, and others. Mayor Turner said that the goal was to hire more counselors within the crisis case diversion, add mobile crisis outreach teams, and introduce telehealth resources for crisis intervention trained police officers. Telehealth would be provided to officers, and if a situation arose where a person needed mental health intervention, they would easily be able to connect to a counselor or clinician who could help on the spot. Unfortunately, this seemed to be the type of help that would have been beneficial for Ronnie had he lived in the city of Houston. While the Houston Police Department Special Investigations Unit, an Internal Affairs Division, and the Harris County District Attorney's Office investigated the officer-involved shooting, Ronnie remained at the hospital for his injuries. In a later interview with Fox 26 Houston, Ronnie's mother admitted that late Monday night, before he went on his random killing spree, she grew concerned when she couldn't get in touch with him. She said she looked everywhere she thought her son could be. She even went to the local bus station with a picture of him and began asking people if they had seen him. She eventually ran into a bus driver who told her that her son had boarded the bus to Houston only a few hours before her arrival. The bus driver immediately recognized the man as the same one who picked up the dirty face mask off the floor, even when she instructed him not to. The driver told his mother that something seemed off about his demeanor, but she didn't think to report it. Once Ronnie's mom found out he went to Houston, it didn't take her long to find out the truth of what happened that day. And after his arrest, his family decided to share their story about Ronnie's ongoing battle with mental health. 
Sadly, we learned that Ronnie had actually called the police 13 times in the week before the shooting, trying to get help, but nothing was ever done. According to them, Ronnie had been doing really well in life. He even attended college at Prairie View A&M and received honor roll, but something ended up happening while he was enrolled in school that really took a toll on him. Now, his family never disclosed what exactly happened, but not long after it, he started having mental health issues. In an early April of 2022, Ronnie's mental health took a turn for the worse. A family friend named Christy admitted, quote, a mental health officer from Beaumont did come out, but they said that he wasn't a harm to himself or others, end quote. Ronnie's mother was also concerned after he approached her and said that he was having visions of ghosts that were attacking his son. Taken aback, Ronnie's mother tried to explain to him that there weren't any ghosts around, but he grew defensive and said, quote, yes, it is, mom. Yes, it is. Y'all can't see them, end quote. Ronnie's mom felt helpless. A mental health officer came and observed him and they didn't think he needed any professional help and no one was doing anything to help her son, even after he called the police 13 times. So she decided to take matters into her own hands. A couple of days before the attack on Friday, April 1st, Ronnie's mother went before a judge in Jefferson County and it was there where she confessed that her son's mental health was suffering and she wanted something done to help him. But unfortunately, she was met by the same response as before. The judge said that Ronnie was not a threat to himself or others, and therefore nothing further could be done for him. This story is heartbreaking all around, but even more so because the suspect was trying to get help. We obviously aren't excusing his actions at all, but this is yet another case where it could have been prevented. If someone's calling the police 13 times in one week because of a mental health episode, that's definitely a cry for help. And something should have been done. But as the news spread about what had happened on the morning of April 5th, a few of the Hanover Autry Park residents came forward and admitted that they were shocked by what had happened. Drew Muntz said, It is a brand new building. I like the building. The people who run it are very good. I've only been here for six weeks. With only 30% residency within the building, the handful of residents who lived in the luxury high-rise, as well as local Houstonians, police officers, and loved ones involved were all left wondering the same thing. Why would a seemingly normal, smart 27-year-old go on a bizarre, murderous rampage? Unfortunately, no one would ever receive an answer. Nearly two weeks after the attack, on April 17, 2022, Ronnie Dwayne Caesar Jr. passed away at the Memorial Hermann Hospital with his death being listed as a homicide. According to his autopsy report, Ronnie died from, quote, complications of penetrating gunshot wound of the torso, end quote. The report was written by the Harris County Institute of Forensic Science. And interestingly enough, as of May 4th, 2022, the two officers involved in the shooting were still under investigation. And as promised, the Houston Police Department released the body cam footage of the incident to the public. But I looked 
everywhere and I wasn't able to find what ended up happening to them. I'd assume that if they were fired, it would have been announced. But the Houston police spokesman, Victor Sentis, has yet to disclose what happened to them. But if you do watch the video, Ronnie was running towards them with his knife lifted up in the air in a threatening manner. So I do think legally they were within their rights to shoot him. However, after learning Ronnie's story, it is sad that it had to end this way. Today, the Hanover Autry Park apartments are no longer under construction, and the 24-story apartment has 324 residential units. And every time Courtney and I pass by, we wonder if the people living there know what happened just a few years ago. The business manager luckily went on to make a full recovery. However, it's unknown if he still manages the property today. As for Carl Hayes, the 67-year-old was laid to rest on Saturday, April 16, 2022, at the Houston Memorial Gardens in Pearland, Texas. And Ronnie Dwayne Caesar Jr. was laid to rest on Saturday, April 30, 2022, although it's unknown where he's buried or if his body was cremated. A few family members left messages for him on the online guestbook saying, Cousin, you will truly be missed. May you peacefully rest in God's arms. I love you forever. And nephew, you will live in our hearts forever. We love you dearly. May God continue to wrap his arms around the family during this time. Both signed off with hashtag LLRonnie. Ronnie's autopsy report has not been publicly released. So it is unknown if there were any drugs in his system during the time of the killing spree. There's also no new information on what could have potentially caused him to snap. This story has many unanswered questions. Like, why didn't anyone help Ronnie when he called the police on himself 13 times that week, seeking help? What caused him to go to Houston that day? In the weeks before the shooting, Ronnie said that ghosts were following him, trying to hurt him. So is that what he thought was happening when he went on the killing spree? And lastly, what happened to the officers that were involved? For many of these questions, it seems like we will never get those answers. But this story serves as a reminder that mental health needs to be taken seriously. And when people cry out for help, it's important that they get the help they need so that tragedies like this won't happen. Hey everybody, it's Colin here. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Murder in America. So. Yeah, Courtney and I live close to the area where the Hanover Autry apartments are, and we just happened to be looking into crimes in this area and came across this story and felt like we had to share this out with everybody because, I mean, honestly, neither of us had ever even heard of this. And this is a pretty wild crime that rocked the luxurious part of Houston known as Autry Park. But we have so many amazing episodes coming up in the near future, so many new projects that we're going to announce, so much that we're working on behind the scenes, and this year is truly going to be one to remember. But I want to give a shout out to some of our new patrons this week. 
Brooke Yu, Elena Greenwood, Marilyn Ludwig, Christy Espinoza, Eastern Western, Rhiannon, Corbin Sweet, Brenda FL50, Andrea Ware, Maddox, Ronnie Norman, Samich 115, Shelly Graham, Elizabeth Jasmine, Christy Benevento, Amber Elred Vincent, and so many more. Guys, we have so many amazing people that have joined us on Patreon. If you love Murder in America, you love the show that we produce, head to patreon.com. For $5 a month, you get access to every episode of the show early and ad free for $10 a month. You get that plus two full length bonus episodes of the show that are never going to be on the main feed. And for $20 a month, you get four bonus episodes of murder in America. That's one bonus episode every single week. So you're getting two murder in America episodes a week. And yeah, we have an amazing community on there as well. As always, be sure to join us on Instagram at Murder in America to see photos from every case that we cover here on the show. And if you can, just take one moment out of your day and go leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to the show on. It helps us so much. We love to hear from y'all. And yeah, thank you for everybody that's already left a review. But as always, guys, we're going to be back next week with another crazy episode. We love y'all so much. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, I'll catch y'all on the next one.